0: My name is Stephen Downey and you are very welcome to episode 43 of the Mindful Living Guide. This week we have a fantastic guest who will be talking about the menstrual cycle. But from a mindfulness point of view, our guest this week, Paula Byrne, is the creator of the Mindful Cycle Program. And uh, she's passionate about mixing her education within menstrual cycle with mindfulness and I think it's a fantastic combination and it's something that's really going to help uh, people in schools uh, going forward. She's a fantastically interesting person and uh, I'm really, really happy to get her on the podcast and uh, I think you'll get a lot from it. Um, I definitely did as a dad. Paul has a wealth of knowledge that um, I think can really help a lot of people and uh, I'm just really, really excited for you to sit back and enjoy this week's episode of The Mindful Living Guide. so welcome to this episode of the Mindful Living Guide. This week I have a really great guest I'm really excited to chat to. Uh, Her name is Paula Byrne. She's a holistic wellness educator and the founder of The Mindful Cycle. Paula is passionate about self-care, holistic wellness and the importance of living in sync with the menstrual cycle because she has lived experience of the positive benefits this uh, sustainable lifestyle has. Paula you're so welcome to The Mindful Living Guide
1: thanks so much for having me on Stephen it's a pleasure to be here
0: and as I said we we kind of touched base there it was late last year when I was taking a break from the show and um I was so happy that when I got in contact again a few months later that you were still willing to talk to me and have a chat and uh, about mindfulness because I just think as I was just saying that the there's such an overlap in so many people's journeys and about how they discovered mindfulness uh, for themselves and I think were were you doing a a course with with teacher or something like that, and that got you into mindfulness originally.
1: Yeah, so originally I attended a wellness and self care course for mm-hmm. teachers, and I at the time was a primary school teacher myself. That's what my background is in, and. I just knew that I needed something and I didn't know what the something was. So I attended that course with um, Anne-Marie Ireland, who is now a dear, dear friend of mine. And that was probably around, gosh, 12 years ago, 13 years ago. And yeah, that was the beginning of my my mindfulness journey.
0: Brilliant. And it's brought you uh, full circle to now, um, as I mentioned before, you're. The creator of the mindful cycle and um, in case anybody's not familiar with it it's it's about educating people about their menstrual cycle
1: yeah it is um so like gosh to just explain a little bit um yeah. you know i was diagnosed with endometriosis in my mid-20s and that's like a menstrual related condition and for me it manifested as like really painful uh, periods and other symptoms throughout the month. And it was, and still is, you know, because there's no cure. Um, It's something that I've been living with and it's something that uh, we're not educated about, you know, people with cycles, it's the, the information about what's happening in your own body isn't readily available. And, I realized that, you know, in my own experience teaching, we weren't teaching about menstrual cycles. And it's not just important for people with the cycle, it's also important for partners, you know, brothers, dads, people who don't have cycles to understand what happens um, throughout the month. So during the pandemic, like a lot of people, I had, you know, huge space and time to reflect on my own life and my own career and where I wanted to go and I came across a course uh, by a lady called Lisa DeYoung that was a professional training in min- in menstrual cycle coaching and facilitation and I thought god just, this looks so interesting because you know in my 30s I still didn't understand what was happening in my body every month properly so, it was for personal reasons that I decided to um take up that course, and I realized how helpful it was for me to have all this information about what was happening in my body each month and to be able to adjust my life throughout the month accordingly, you know to manage my energy um with the ebb and flow of my cycle and I was like, "Whoa, this is literally." the embodiment of mindfulness and I just thought how wonderful if we could give young people young women and girls access to this tool which is like it's it's an approach to your life it's a, a sustainable skill that you'll have for your entire life if you learn how to live in sync with your cycle and understand properly what's happening in your body each month and so it's so, impor-
0: it's so important it's like it's like in mindfulness we talk about bringing awareness uh, yeah. to our thoughts but also you have to bring uh, awareness to your body and what what is happening within your body uh at that time and like i i like is, is it true that when like when you were you you've had issues with your own cycle since a very yeah. young age and the only kind of thing that help that you got at that time was literally here take uh take a tablet or take something and or some painkillers and that's it and that's my own experience from t- talking to my wife, that's that's the kind of experience she would have got for as well.
1: Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, at the time I accepted it. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, you trust your GP, um, you just go along with it. And, you know, for my own mom as well, she had had a history of painful periods and painful cycles. So she didn't think, that anything was amiss because mine were like how hers had been, you know, and that seems to be the pattern that we just kind of accept however it's been for other females in our family, and we accept what we're told by our GPs because maybe they're not educated either. It's, you know, it's not a specific part of their training, um, unless they opt for it, I guess. Um so. Yeah, and, and and from my research that I've been doing around menstrual cycles and periods, it seems that it's still quite common
0: not to be understood and and not to be heard, really. There's still such a taboo about it. Like even, like I, I've got a, a teenage daughter and a preteen as well. And um, there was a lot of talk in the house. It's still very secretive. That they, that the girls don't talk yeah. to me about any of this. Um, but my wife obviously talks to me about it. Uh, yeah. So enough, and... Uh, but the, the preteen um, had the talk in school and she's very open so she was saying about being nervous about this talk but even that, I was chatting to her there uh, earlier on today and I said oh, I'm talking to a really interesting girl that uh teaches people about their menstrual cycle and their periods and uh, her answer, she just looked at me and she goes, toodaloo, and she walked off <laughs> she just did not yeah. want to talk about it, but I think it's important though that we can create safe places that uh, girls can talk about this type of thing and uh, have open conversations uh, with people like yourself. Definitely and the thing is
1: you know the talk in school and it seems to be the same as it was when I was at school you know like I'm I'll be 40 this year and it doesn't seem like that much has changed in many schools. I hear great things happening in some, but a lot of them, it's just a talk about a period that happens and that means you're not pregnant and kind of that's it. But like your menstrual cycle is so much more than that. It's four different phases or inner seasons. Um, Alexandra Pope describes them in her book, Wild Power, as Inner seasons, which I just think is so lovely that, you know, and that kind of imagery can resonate with most people. So, like the time when you've got your period is your inner winter. And if we think of winter, we think of hibernation. And that's how most uh, women might feel, even for a couple of days when they've got their period, you know, and then you move into your inner spring when your hormones and your energy are rising inner summer is ovulation that's the peak of your uh hormones and then you go into inner autumn which is the premenstrual phase where you kind of want to be pulling back from things and slowing down again to get ready for um that restful period yeah
0: oh what an interesting way to describe it um yeah. if if you had a magic wand and you were able to revamp um, the educational system the way it is now. Um, what way would you like to change it, uh, for preteens, uh, in in schools? So
1: that's exactly what I'm working on with the Mindful Cycle at the moment, Stephen. Um, <laughs> I have great support from Social Entrepreneurs Ireland to kind of scaffold me through the pro the process, which is brilliant. I'm really grateful to them for that, and it's to have it as a, like a more holistic. And a body literacy program where, you know, in from my point of view, the mindful cycle, the reason I've called it that is because I'm teaching it through the lenses of awareness, acceptance and compassion. You know, so it's an awareness of what is actually happening with the hormones and what a typical cycle should look like. And then it's an acceptance of what does your cycle look like and how to understand what your own cycle looks like and having compassion for yourself during those four phases and implementing self-care during those four phases, you know, because society and culture have us thinking that we have to be exactly the same every day. And if we're not, well, then, you know, it's not good enough or it's not productive or that's not successful. Just
0: brush it all under a carpet. And yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's what I did for years, you know, and it's only recently that I've kind of uncovered all of that. And I was listening to your last podcast um, with, um, was it Endo Doherty?
0: Endo Doherty, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, you know, like when he was describing enduring, um, you know, walking with the washing machine and, And stuff like that. And, you know, I endured my cycle, I endured my period, and I just pushed through and I berated myself for, you know, why can't you deal with your period? And, you know, why is it so painful for you and so difficult? Because people just didn't understand and neither did I. But now I have that awareness and I have that compassion. And, you know, it, oh, it's just, it's made such a difference to my life
0: I think you've hit the nail on the head about a lot of people like whether whether it's um your cycle or or it's your or mental health that people can be so hard on ourselves um when we feel we're different Um, yeah I've, I've a family member who has discovered they have autism and they're dealing with the fact that they're different and that um it's trying to kind of bring that compassion into it to embrace that difference, and I know that like I'm sometimes I can I I've often seen I'd, like I'm very different uh, to a lot of people around me and uh, to look at situations in different ways. And for years I thought she's why am I as outgoing these in certain situations or why am I this? And it took a long time to realise that my differences and um are. superpower in some some ways and that we need to bring that that compassion into our lives in many different ways and uh, so I love the way you're bringing mindfulness into this journey for people
1: That's so interesting because you know unless we can accept things as they are we can't start to try and make changes
0: Yeah,
1: and you know being critical of yourself you know I always think back to this of the times when I was so harsh on myself Mm -hmm. and did I was I able to change anything then no because you're all the time in this battle you know and you're adding more suffering to whatever the situation is so whenever we're going through something tough or something that's a bit difficult bringing in the compassion and like it's not it's not that easy like you do have to practice it and even now accepting things as they are and you know bringing the awareness and bringing the compassion it is it's a practice it's something that you're doing all the time but it do, it really does make a difference
0: and it's it's amazing we can bring it into many parts of our life i know with mm. like you you love um the idea of holistic living and um, i think nature would be very important in your life as well would it
1: Absolutely. You know, like I try to make sure that I get outside every day, uh, get the fresh air, like at the moment, myself and my fiance are after putting up a polytunnel because we love growing our own veg. And yeah, so really excited now for the spring to start planting that again. And like hiking is something that just, oh, if there was one activity, well, Too, Uh, (laughs) but hiking is one of them that like really regulates me really makes me feel grounded and you know gives me that just a feeling of being free Mm -hmm. there's nothing like being out in nature for you just to realize that you're part of something huge and awesome and that feeling of freedom
0: Many times we uh we're in autopilot from day to day, and we're, yeah. we're just going from job to job, from whatever whatever our daily practice kind of endures, and we forget about the, um, the vastness of the of the world and what we actually see. And I think I, I I have a big love for um for hill walking as well and um, yeah. hiking and um. It's just when you when you step back and you actually see some of the scenery. We're so lucky in Ireland that we have some oh. amazing, amazing places. And uh, just see the the vastness of it. Like it just, it really kind of, it helps to ground you as well uh, in nature.
1: It's totally. And you're so less inclined to reach for the phone or technology or anything like that when you're out there. Because there's so much to see. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, it's amazing to you. Well, I I often ask um when people come on, uh, especially someone in an expert kind of field, and um, for any tips or anything they can help. And I think from a personal point of view, as as a parent, and especially because mm-hmm. a lot of I've I've an, a massive following uh, uh of women on the podcast, but I also have men as well. And um as as a parent of um of girls and uh, like, is there tips that you would give parents uh for um for helping with People that are discovering their cycle for the first time as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like the first thing I would say, Stephen, is to, you know, make it as normal, you know, as anything else that happens on the daily basis, because that's what it is. It's such a normal part of life. And it's a celebration of a healthy body, you know, when somebody starts their cycle. It's a celebration that their body is working as it should be. And how fab is that? You know, that as women, girls, we have this thing that happens every month that only happens to us. And it can be so powerful if we understand it and we're not afraid of it, you know, because um, I think a lot of times what causes the fear is the unknown and not knowing what to expect. So, you know, I know that there's girls as young as eight and nine getting their first period now. And if that happens out of the blue, and they're not prepared, it it would be a scary thing to happen, you know. So having that chat about this normal, natural thing that will happen to you as your body is preparing for you growing up. You know, it doesn't mean you're a grown up just because you have your period. And I think sometimes that can be a scary concept as well. You know, for a young girl who gets her cycle and she's like, what do you mean? I'm a young woman. Ah, that can be a little bit scary. So that it's your body is preparing for when you're a grown up and it's natural and normal. And just knowing that, you know, it can take a couple of years for a cycle to regulate So that parents shouldn't panic if it's not regular, you know, within a few months. Um, And also, you know, there might be a little bit of mild cramping and some symptoms, but cramps that interfere with the normal daily routine, you know, killer cramps and severe period pain, that that's a sign that perhaps something needs to be investigated you know, no, just because something is common doesn't mean that it's it's the norm, mm-hmm. I guess.
0: So it's uh, your body's way of telling you just to just to get something checked out as well.
1: Totally. It's like any pain that we get, you know, it's just a sign from your body. It's a little message, you know, and we if we don't listen to the messages, they get louder.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so what's what's next for um for the Michael cycle. I think you were saying that you're preparing to to try and get into schools now or
1: yeah so I'm heading into my first school on the 21st of February so I'm delighted to be in Skullcrisery here in Portleach which is really local to me for three days with their transition years I'm really excited about that um I'm heading to the pres and Kilkenny as well after that and I have some openings in uh, April and May as well and June for primary schools but um I just can't wait to to meet the girls and have these conversations.
0: It's it seems like you're literally at the start of a fantastic journey. I can see the the buzz inside you that uh, you really know uh, that this is really going to make a difference to people as well.
1: Absolutely, and that's why I'm doing it. If if it can just help one person understand what's happening, um, then you know I will be absolutely thrilled.
0: I'm I'm really I'm delighted for you and um, I have to actually I've been, I have to talk to you about one thing I've, I've, I ask on every single episode and uh, I want to make sure I do it today because you have such an interest in mindfulness and um, I ask all, all my guests uh, a question purely because I love the way different people interpret mindfulness for themselves and uh, you've been practicing for a very long time and I I always find that. After a while, we find what works for ourselves uh, and that we can't prescribe, say, oh, this type of mindfulness is what you should be doing or that. We all have different ways. So if I say to you, Paula, like, what does mindful living mean to you? uh, What does it mean in your world?
1: Mindful living in my world means understanding yourself and your needs. Accepting things for what they are and having compassion for yourself on a daily basis.
0: Wow, that is just so powerful. And I think I love the fact that you're bringing compassion into the conversation all along. Um, but it's one it's one side of mindfulness that a lot of people don't talk too much about. Um, I did the uh, mindfulness-based stress reduction um, many years ago, and it was my first introduction to mindfulness. And uh, it's a, it's an issue that a lot of people have, and a lot of it, people talk about these the stressful side. And I I did go I I was in a very um, high pressure job, and um, I was suffering a lot from stress. And that's what brought me to mindfulness. But along that journey, I think the most powerful part of mindfulness was the compassionate side. Um, and like we we learn to bring compassion to others, but it's so hard to bring compassion to ourselves. Yeah. Um, if I could ask for like a tip of just tr- for for people who are struggle with self-care, with looking after themselves, or like is there anything that any tips that you would give for people to bring self compassion into their life?
1: Oh, that's sorry. a tough <laughs> one. I was <laughs> <It's, it's, it's,
0: laughs> gonna spring that one on you, sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Bringing Um self compassion into your life, like it is probably the hardest one, I would say as well, Stephen. And you know, if you're struggling with that, kind of think of, you know, when we say things to ourselves and when we're treating ourselves, would I say this to my dear best friend? You know, so if you're saying things to yourself that are harsh and critical and negative and, you know, won't serve you, just, reflect on that take a moment and think would I say this to my friend and if you wouldn't say it to your friend you know it's not serving you to say that to yourself or to do that action um so that would be my biggest one is you know because that's to me that's what self-compassion feels like treating yourself like a dear friend
0: I love that it's it's so important that i mean it's amazing though. we find it so easy to um to be compassionate and loving to our mm-hmm. friends and to other people and it's just turned that that on on its on its access Um, mm-hmm. listen paul i've really really enjoyed chatting to you on the podcast today and learning more about the michael cycle and um so if, if people want to get in touch because i'm sure um There will be a lot of people that actually will maybe want to bring this into their their own kids school as well. And what's the best way for people to get in touch with you?
1: So you can find me on Instagram at Apple Blossom Holistic. You can reach me there or you can find me at Apple Blossom Holistic at gmail.com or appleblossomholistic.ie is the website. And I do actually have two workshops coming up, if I can Fantastic. give myself yeah. a blog, yeah. Stephen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I have a mindful cycle for individuals on the 25th of February. That's on Zoom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And there is one for parents as well on the 25th of March on Zoom too. And that's like, it's a morning session again, just about, you know, talking, talking to your I, kids about,
0: I'm, I'm writing like, this date down for myself
1: <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's um, great
0: yeah so I think it, it's so important I like, guess because like I know as a dad I obviously would find it very awkward to chat to my kids yeah. and it's just about I think um giving someone the ability to create that space where they could have that conversation and if they wanted to Yeah,
1: for sure. Because, like, I mean, you're you're, for want of a better word, you're armed then with info, and you don't kind of feel like, oh god, I don't know what I'm saying here. You have an idea of what's going on.
0: That's it. You're saying, "We just go to McDonald's."
1: (laughs) Not a bad shout.
0: (laughs) Uh, The the awkward conversation, but listen, hold. I've really enjoyed it. I've learned a lot, and um, I know that a lot of people listening will. Uh, will have learned a lot from this conversation but will also be intrigued to get in contact with you more so i will make sure that all those contact details will be on our show notes when we release Brilliant. this episode and uh, they get, can get in contact with you but listen thank you so much for what you were doing because as a dad i can see the absolute benefit of what you're doing and um, i know it's really going to make a difference so listen the best of luck and thank you so much for coming on the mindful living guide
1: thank you so much steven those words mean so much to me so thanks a million.
0: So you have this week's episode of the Mindful Living Guide. I really hope you got something from this episode. I know I definitely did. And uh, some great advice for me as a parent. And uh, I just know that uh, the program that is building will really help uh, parents going forward. Thank you again for taking the time out of your day to listen to the podcast. And I really, really hope that you've gotten something from this episode. There's many episodes in the back catalog. So look them up. We're on Instagram, Spotify. And uh, all major podcasting platforms. Uh, if you are on Instagram, please look me up. It's Mindful Living Guide, or my personal account is Stephen Downey, and uh, I'd love to connect. Take care of yourself, and you've been listening to The Mindful Living Guide.